Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Delonado, featuring Stanford alumni and professional golfer, Isaiah Salenda. Isaiah, welcome. Good to be here. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah, man, I was so, you know, like I said, I was super excited to kind of get you on here and been following your time at, at uh, Stanford. And um, so, yeah, we'll get straight into the first question. Where are you from and how'd you cool. get into the game of golf? So I'm from, I'm from the Bay Area, uh, mm-hmm. South San Francisco to be. Yeah to be more exact, but, um, yeah, I've grown up, I grew up here and, um, still living at home right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I started playing, started playing the game at the age of three, I think mm-hmm. with, um, wow. you know, my dad, you know, yeah, my dad just introduced me at a young age and, you know, put a club in my hand. I used to just swing like plastic golf clubs around the house yeah. and hitting wiffle balls and stuff. And I just, just um at an early age just kind of fell in love with the game and um yeah just been obviously playing ever since and um but yeah my dad was had a big influence in kind of introducing me to the game and I have a bunch of uncles that that play as well so I used to play with them like every weekend um growing up but yeah I just kind of stuck with it yeah definitely you know hey starting at the age of three that's the youngest I've heard you know from guys that I've had on the podcast and um, you know, Hey, a lot, everybody tells him, you know, start him out young. So, Hey, your dad definitely starts you out young. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, um, kind of talk about your high school days a little bit. Where'd you go to high school? Um, you know, what, what scores were you shooting? Kind of what player were you back when you were in high school? Yeah. So I went to, uh, Unipero Sarah high school here in, okay. um, San Mateo. Okay. Um, you know, it's a school kind of, it's a, a private, like Catholic all boys school. um where you know we were really good at sports um and you know our our golf team was was pretty good at the time we were okay I mean Mm -hmm. we were in a really competitive league with some other good schools and other good teams but um yeah once I you know started high school that's kind of golf was just kind of all I focused on kind Mm -hmm. of put all my all my attention towards golf and um you know it was definitely my goal to uh to play college golf at, at the D1 level. Um, yeah, definitely. And in, in high school, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was, the scores I was shooting, I mean, I was shooting, definitely shooting, starting to shoot in the 60s mm-hmm. um, at that point. Um, was playing just mostly local, local tournaments. Yeah. Um, Did you, you play know, for local, any, like, like any AJGA kind of things or was it JTNC maybe, or kind of what yeah, events I were played, you playing I in those? Played, I probably played mostly JJNC. Um, okay, I yeah. played some, N- oh, some NCGA stuff, mm-hmm. um, some, some NCGA amateur stuff. Got it. Um, tournaments. Um, and then, yeah, I played some AJGA events in high school. I probably only played in like maybe four or so. Gotcha. Right. Um, but I, I, place. Yeah. But I, I remember I played the first like open tournament I played in, I finished like third, I think. So that mm-hmm. kind of got me like status, I guess, on the AJGA. Right, right. Uh-huh. So from yep. then on, 
from then on, I was able to play in, in some bigger like invitationals, but you know, I didn't really play. I only played a handful of those mm-hmm. tournaments, just kind of, yeah. you know, the, the closer ones. And I definitely didn't like travel all over the country playing those. Right. Right. Um, I just played in what I could. And, um, but yeah, I mean, growing up in Northern California, the competition's really good. So I didn't yeah. feel the need to like, you know, go all over the country because, um, you know, I felt like if I could make a name for myself here, it, you know, it would be, it was, you know, pretty, you know, it was good enough to, uh, to be recruited in college. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you said it perfectly. I mean, it, it doesn't matter if you go, you could go, you, know, you can go play in all these AJJs travel around, but if you're good enough and, you know, if you're an outstanding player like yourself, you know, it's, it, the coaches are going to come and find you wherever you're at. And yeah. uh, I'd like to talk about you know your, the recruiting process for you. How did you go about that? When did you start the recruiting process in high school? Mm-hmm. I mean, would you just mass email to coaches or did you let the coaches come to you? How did you go about that? Yeah, so for me, it probably started sophomore year of high school. Okay. Um, I had a pretty good year and I won like our regional kind of high school event called CCS. Yeah, um, gotcha. It, it's It's kind of a high school tournament that ranges from you know like the north bay to like like from monterey all the way up north to like you know like north of of the bay area of san francisco Mm -hmm. kind of like pretty pretty you know big santa rosa area up there yeah yeah so i i won that i won that tournament at the end of my sophomore year and that's kind of what um I guess, put me on the radar of like some local mm-hmm. coaches and schools. Um, but yeah, starting like end of sophomore year is when, you know, coaches kind of started uh, reaching out to me. And that's when I started, you know, emailing coaches, yeah. made, like a res- made like a resume for myself, with, you know, my accomplishments up to date and um, mm-hmm. just my ter- tournament results and just keeping them updated. Um so that was, yeah, that was definitely an important time. I mean, you know, figuring out, you know, kind of what school you wanted to go to, kind of limiting or narrowing down your um, your options, of, you know, yeah. what, like what part of the country you wanted to go to, what kind of school you wanted to go to. Yeah, what were, um, what were you looking for in a school? I mean, did you, did you want to stay in California? Were you looking to kind of maybe go out of state or, or I mean, what schools were you narrowing it down to that you were talking to? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was, you know, I'm like growing up in California as a California yeah. kid, like I, it's, it felt kind of hard to leave California, but yeah, I was, yep, yep. <laughs> or at least, at least the West coast. So I was mainly looking at uh West coast, like PAC 12 schools. Yep. Um, you know, I got offers from a handful of, uh, of PAC 12 schools and was interested in, you know, most of the PAC 12 schools and even like Pepperdine, um, um Pepperdine like Oregon Washington mm-hmm. um yeah Stanford uh Cal Stanford and Stanford and Cal were probably my were my top two yeah um, definitely yeah just you know growing up around here those are kind of the premier schools in terms of just academics and uh and athletics as well so um but once once you know Stanford kind of showed interest that was mm-hmm. that was you know definitely my top option and um yeah um yeah I just had kind of had to be patient with that with that process because with Stanford you kind of have to go through 
the entire admissions process before you can right you know officially is, like you can it's not you very can easy kind of verbally <laughs> yeah you can kind of verbally commit but you still have to do the application and um gotta get you in. know I, I yeah you gotta get in and i didn't find out until um i think it was the summer going into my senior year mm-hmm. that's when it was kind of official and um it was, it was you know it was kind of it was kind of tough at times because there were coaches who you know made offers and were kind of kind of pressing me a little bit to right right you know to make a you know either to commit or not and you know I just had to be straightforward with them and you know told exactly. them like I, I was just waiting on Stanford and mm-hmm. yeah for, like for the most part they all understood even like Casey Martin at Oregon you know who right. went to Stanford and he's he mm-hmm. was teammates with my with my coach Conrad Ray and Tiger and all exactly. that exactly yeah he was like I remember he even told me he was he was like yeah like I totally understand if you if you get to Stanford you have to go so exactly um, right that's nice that's nice that he we kind of understood that you know I'm sure yeah. a lot of those coaches like you said really pressing on you you know whether to make a decision or not but I mean you yeah. had what you wanted to do and obviously that's it's I mean they don't just let anybody in at Stanford that's for sure so yeah yeah so I was definitely fortunate to to get through all that and, and to, to go to Stanford. Yeah. I mean, with putting aside, you know, you wanting to stay in California and, you know, you're from the Bay Area and everything. Was there something that stood out to you about Stanford? I know they have amazing facilities there, you know, Stanford is Stanford. You don't really have to explain much about Stanford, but I mean, was there something that really stuck out to you about maybe the coach or the program there at Stanford, why you chose it? Yeah, it was, you know, a combination of a lot of things. Like you said, um, the facilities were incredible. Uh, I was just, you know, blown away when I went on my first, you know, unofficial visit there. Just mm-hmm. seeing how, just how like immaculate the oh my the facility was, and um, you know, I just saw it as a place where I could really improve and get better. And um, definitely, you know, also the the history of the program. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm a I'm a huge Tiger fan, so yeah, <laughs> obviously, like knowing knowing that and you know, all the great players to come out of Stanford, I felt, you know, and it's not too far away from home, only like 30 minutes. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was just kind of the ideal, um, ideal, you know, school for me. And of course, um, you know, the coach there, Conrad Ray, he's, he's, you know, one of the best, if not the best coaches in college golf, in my opinion. And, mm-hmm. definitely, um, you know, he did, uh, yeah, he did a great job recruiting me and, you know, kind of sold me on it, that Stanford is, you know, one of the very few places in the country where you can, um, you know, be really great at your sport and also get, get an amazing, um, education as well. So, um, you know, that's something that was, that was really important to me and, you know, my parents as well is to make sure I was going to a school where, um, you know, in addition to golf, I was getting a good experience and a good education. Yeah. You know, and obviously, you know, coach, you know, coach Ray did a great job of recruiting guys for, you know, for your guys' team. I know you're, you're really close to Brandon Wu, you mm-hmm. know, had you guys, you know, did he come, did he commit to Stanford before you did or after you did, or do you kind of guys, you know, did you guys both want to go there starting out? I mean, talk yeah, about that we were, a bit maybe. Yeah, we were, um, yeah, we were, you know, being recruited at the same time, obviously in the same class. Yeah. And yeah. We were, um, yeah, we played junior golf together and, you know, all mm-hmm. these tournaments together. And we were definitely talking about it, um, 
you know, at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if I remember correctly, I think he he committed first or he like got in first. Gotcha. Yeah. Or he, he got like the application first. And I was, mm-hmm. I was, yeah, it was probably my junior year. I was getting like a little bit impatient. Like I wasn't sure. Um, yeah. You know, I was, you know, was thinking about it, you know, was at one point was thinking about going to uh, the Cal Berkeley and right. right. Um, I remember like he, he texted me one time. He was like, just, just wait it out. Like, it'll be, it'll be worth, it'll be it. worth it. And um, yeah. Yeah. Eventually that happened and um, ended up being teammates, which was, which was awesome. Yeah. And, you know, and speaking, you know, you, like you said, he was your teammate, you know, talk about your years playing for Stanford, you know, what, not only Brandon Wu, but talk about other guys on the team. What were your experiences like, you know, not only playing for Stanford, but school-wise, I mean, you said, you know, you get amazing education from there. Kind yeah. of talk about your years at Stanford. How'd you, how'd you like them? How'd you enjoy them? Yeah. I mean, they were, they were awesome. You know, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way or didn't want to go anywhere else looking back, but um, yeah. Yeah, freshman year was definitely was interesting for sure. I mean, I was, I mean, it's it's an adjustment for any college kid. Oh, you know, any no, college ma- kid. no matter no matter where you go, kind of balancing everything and let alone Stanford. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, it was definitely tough at times. You know, academically and mm-hmm. you know with golf. You know, I was I was kind of in and out of the lineup freshman year and we had a really good team. We were, we were, you know, a top five team the whole year. And oh yeah. Went in, went into NCAA as the number one seed. Um, mm-hmm. Maverick, Maverick McNeely was, yep. was on the team at that time. We were, we were there, we overlapped for two years. Um, and yeah, we were just a really good team. And I was just kind of, you know, on the edge of, of being in the lineup for most tournaments and mm-hmm. was kind of in and out. Wasn't very consistent. Um, was definitely still kind of maturing like as a golfer and you know yeah, figuring definitely. everything else figuring everything else out you know off the course too <laughs> yeah um but um yeah sophomore year was kind of kind of the uh turning point for me like in terms of you know my college career um halfway through sophomore year I started you know seeing a um a different swing coach that Conrad mm-hmm. had had suggested that I go see Gotcha. Um, names, you know, Jeff Smith and in, in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I saw him over like the off season of sophomore year and okay. um, from, from sp- spring of sophomore year on, I was, you know, I think I was in the lineup um, since that point and everything just kind of changed just, you know, how I'd just like the understanding of my swing and um, just really improved over that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, proud to say that I, you know, improved pretty significantly over my four years, you know, each year just got a little bit better. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it was pretty incredible though. Um, Especially to end it, you know, my senior year and win a national, to win a national championship that year was, was the best way to end it. So yeah, it was pretty great. I have no, no regrets or no complaints really. Yeah, and you know, and I'd like to touch on you said you increasing you know, increasingly got better every year. Your freshman year, you had a scoring average seventy three point one three, sophomore year seventy two point three four, seventy one point six four junior year, and then senior year you were seventy point eight two. I mean, that's you I mean, that's exactly what any college golfer wants to see. You know, you want to increasingly get better as the years go on. I'm sure 
working with, you know, your swing coach, Jeff, you know, radar golf, he's one of the best coaches out there. And I think that's yep. really cool that you were able to finish your senior year with a national championship. Kind of talk about that. Would you say that was your best year performance wise and kind of talk about, you know, the whole experience playing at a national championship on the, you know, the big, yeah. the highest level you could possibly play for a college player. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, that final year, I, I, my senior year, I'd definitely say it was, was my best and most consistent mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of got off to a slow start in the fall, like individually and as a team, mm-hmm. which, which we was our tendency really over our four years. And, um, okay. you know, we, we always kind of started slow in the fall. Um, but, um, but yeah, senior year, we, you know, we just got hot in the spring, um, starting at our home tournament, mm-hmm. um, the good win at Stanford. And, um, yeah, from, from that point on, like we, you know, Brandon won that event and then I won the the next event at Pasa Tiempo and then our, mm-hmm. our team. Yeah, the Western NKLG, yeah. Yep, yeah, and our, our team just really came around and all started playing well at the right time. We had um, a lot of depth on our team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, anyone could really step up when when uh, they were called to do so. And um, yeah, it was it was awesome. I think, yeah, that senior year was very memorable, you know, individually. And of course, as a team, I was, you know, even more important. Yeah. And what was it like competing and going through each round, you know, of stroke play at the national championship and then obviously on to match play? I mean, what, what was the team feeling like? What were the guys feeling like? And what was your coach telling you guys as you were advancing onto each level? Yeah. I mean, we knew going in that it was going to be a long week you know regardless yeah. oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely the longest um longest week in college golf you know you have your practice round and then four rounds of stroke play and then mm-hmm. you know if, if you're in the top eight then you advance to match play um and luckily we did and and match play was um 36 hole it was two rounds two matches um one day and then the championship match the next day but um I just remember us all being just really excited I mean we were just we were kind of still flying under the radar at that point mm-hmm. um you know and we just kind of had the mentality that that we could that we could definitely win no matter who we we're playing against we were all playing well um so we kind of just thought you know just keep it going like why not us and um yeah it was just it was just a very memorable memorable week it was tiring but yeah, no um, kidding. Yeah, walking that course, the blessings. Golf oh, every, I remember watching on TV with my dad, and that course was yeah. brutal, brutal. It was a tough. It was a tough walk. I think it was like a ten or eleven mile walk. Oh, like just playing playing eighteen holes. So yeah, multiply that by like you know seven or eight, and you got you've got a lot of Jeez. a lot of miles and a lot of steps in. But when you're playing for a national championship, I remember waking up that morning and it was just like was just super excited like was was super excited but like not that nervous at all like was pretty mm-hmm. calm yeah just like just ready to go even though you know you don't think about how tired you are or, or um you know how much golf you played you're just like ready to go um and yeah that was that was awesome for sure what do you think what do you you know you just said right there you didn't feel nervous at all are you very focused what what made you kind of feel that way is it just because you know all the everything that Stanford kind of molds you into the player that you were, did you just feel that you were 
as prepared as you possibly could and that all you had to do is go out there and just take care of business? Yeah, I'd say so. Like I was, I just felt, I just felt ready. And like you said, just prepared yeah. to, to play no matter who I was playing against. It was, yeah, I was just in a very good, very good mental state that week where definitely, you know, I just, you know, the game felt good and, you know, mentally I knew it was going to be, you know, the course was tough, but, um, yeah, brutal. Just had to stay patient and, um, you know, just, just play hard out there no matter, no matter what happens. But, um, yeah, it was just, can't really explain it. It's just sometimes you have those weeks where you just feel, you know, super calm and, um, yeah, you just, you just feel like, you know, the nerves won't really get to you and you just feel, feel ready for it. So, mm-hmm. um, it was definitely good timing to, to have that feeling that week for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and I feel like it's a whole nother, a whole nother feeling whenever you're playing for a national championship, you know, we, like I said, I played at Sonoma state and we played for the national championship and yeah, I mean, yet we didn't make match play, but yet the whole team going into it, we were just so focused because it's like, you know, you're playing for a national championship. You're not playing to just mm-hmm. win the tournament or, you know, just to win just a, you know, conference term or something like that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a highest. whole big deal. Yeah. It's the mm-hmm. highest level you could possibly play at. Um, yeah. What, what were your emotions kind of coming down the stretch knowing that you know you guys were you guys were playing a tough ut team kind of talk mm-hmm. about your emotions and feelings and what kept you in the round the whole way all the way through yeah so um we got up that morning we played our matches like literally mm-hmm. as the sun was rising because yeah. there was uh there was some some thunderstorms in the forecast in the afternoon so they moved the tea times up to kind of uh, to kind of beat the storms and mm-hmm. yeah I remember, I don't know if I was first off or, or second off, but we were the first tee shot. You're just, we, I just remember hitting it directly. We're just hit, like hitting directly into the sun mm-hmm. and the rising sun and you just like <laughs> couldn't see anything. And the, the first, the first hole at blessings is, is kind of a, you know, a tight par four yeah. oh, with uh, hazard yeah. with hazard all up the left and trees up the right. And, um, I just remember hitting my ball, looking up and just not seeing it. And it, it ended up, it ended up like I pulled it into the hazard, like straight into the hazard. Oh, no. And, way. um, wow. yeah. And, and made a double bogey on my first hole. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, all right, well, you know, that kind of not the best way to start, but you know, I yeah. tried to let that, you know, I shook it off pretty quick. And for the rest of that match, I like, I really didn't, um, didn't really miss a shot you know after that yeah after that opening tee shot um was just felt you know fully in control of my game I was playing mm-hmm. a really good player Cole Hammer who was oh yeah you know, probably yeah. the freshman freshman of the year at Texas that year and mm-hmm. you know an, all, an all-american so you know I knew I had to bring my my best stuff and um yeah after that first tee shot I just felt felt fully in control and just kind of kept the pressure on him um and just made the putts that that I needed to make to to put the pressure on him but um yeah yeah, I mean it was it was definitely a wide range of emotions that that day um you know watching I I think one of the things from that week that I'll always remember is just how nervous I was watching um like my other teammates yeah their matches Uh uh-huh yeah like as I said, like when I was playing that week, I just, I wasn't really nervous at all. I just felt pretty, mm-hmm. 
pretty confident. And then, you know, when I closed out my matches, I would watch my teammates finish up their matches. Of and course, yeah. it was just so nerve wracking, like unbelievably <laughs> nerve wracking. I've never, I've never been that nervous on the golf course and I wasn't even playing, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I just remember watching <laughs> our, our, one of our freshmen, Dolette, um, in the first round against uh, Vanderbilt you know, mm-hmm. his match, it came down to his match and it went down to the 18th hole and yeah. I was just so nervous. Like, you talk know, about being was, on the edge of your seat. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, as a freshman playing in his first national championship, you know, mm-hmm. Conrad was wa- walking with him and I could just tell like it, it was, <laughs> he was nervous. Like he was, Oh, I bet. And he I had bet. like a, I think he was four up through like 13 or something. And they ended mm-hmm. up going to eight and ended up going it to 18 and Dollette ends up making this like 30 foot birdie putt on the let's go to to close it out and i just absolutely lost it um <laughs> sorry this was actually in the second this was in the second round the semifinals against vanderbilt uh-huh. in the first in the first round uh we played wake forest mm-hmm. i had like i i came back in my match to win on like the 17th hole and then drove straight up to the 18th hole to watch the end of of uh the match um that my teammate david snyder was playing it came down to the 18th hole um yeah and he he made a like a 10 foot par putt to uh to win his match and then that took us to the afternoon when we played um vanderbilt yeah. and that's mm-hmm. when Dollette, you know kind of came up clutch at the end and then against texas i closed out my match um and then watch it came down to um i think henry Henry Shimp's match mm-hmm. um, on the 17th hole, and um, you know he, I think, two putted for par to, to win that match, and it was at that. After that, it was just pure, yeah, pure, uh, pure joy and excitement. You know, it's just what we accomplished. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? You remember anything when you guys, when you, you know, you obviously when you guys found out that you clinched the national championship i had solman raz on and he kind of you know he was a guy that won he had the win hit the winning putt for him he said he totally lost it blacked out no idea what happened i mean did that kind of happen to you a little bit or did you just remember you remember everything that happened right after that we're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors scrambling with donato is sponsored by our friends over at future champions golf future champions golf is a leader in junior golf player development no matter the player's skill level The amount of opportunity and competition they give junior golfers in numerous states is nothing like I've ever seen. Not only is the competition top-notch, but they always have college coaches in attendance recruiting players. If you want to sign up your junior golfer to be a part of the organization, check them out on Instagram at futurechampionsgolf or go to their website at futurechampionsgolf.com. Oh, I remember everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I I remember everything just being around that green and then kind of storming the green and, you know, just kind of hugging it out with all my teammates. Um, Mm -hmm. It was, yeah, it was an incredible feeling. I mean, it was something. And it being your senior year. Yeah. Like we, we went there to win and, you know, we knew it was possible. We knew we Mm -hmm. had a great team. Yeah. But until you, until you do it, it's like, you almost like can't believe that it, it actually happened. Mm-hmm. and um but yeah I mean it was it was very dramatic you know I, none of my matches really came down to like the last hole I didn't have to like make any 
right uh you know putts down the stretch or whatever like on on the 18th hole like i Mm -hmm. said it was mostly just watching my other teammates finish their matches but right yeah you know once once we won it it was just it was insane but yeah i remember i remember you know everything about it and then yeah the celebration at back on campus was, was pretty awesome too I remember yeah, I bet. that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good that you remember most of that, at least. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, kind of talk about as your, you know, as your experiences from Stanford over the years, how has your game evolved, would you say, since, you know, the first year that you came in as a freshman to your senior mm-hmm. year and kind of where you are now? You know, was there something about your game that just really prevailed or would you say just overall you just became and matured as a player yeah it was kind of all around I'd say I mean like I said sophomore year is kind of when I got a much mm-hmm. better understanding of, of mm-hmm. my swing and my tendencies yeah. and got the new things coach, like yeah. that yeah with my coach and um, just working on some swing changes that I needed to make to help me mm-hmm. just become more more consistent as a as a ball striker and as a player um and then you know over over my four years I think I definitely you know matured as a player um in terms of you know course management and you know really having a game plan for how to attack the course and you know how to shoot the best scores um Mm -hmm. at these tournaments and that's something we worked on a lot at school with you know definitely a point of emphasis um that our coach Conrad had um and yeah just all around too I think my short game and and putting definitely improved um over my four years there as well just you know putting in the time and being around you know my teammates just trying to pick up things up you know learn things from them and um, yeah you know I was always I'm very competitive and I always tried to you know, challenge guys and try to get better that way just get some little games going you know games and yeah yeah I think that's (laughs) Uh, definitely one of the best ways to uh to improve your game definitely I mean as your years were coming to an end what was your plan for after college was you know had you always wanted to play professional golf and at what point did you decide you know I'm you know I really want to play professional golf I mean was there any point in your years at Stanford or before you even went to Stanford were you like I want to play professional golf yeah um professional golf wasn't it wasn't always you know in the cards um, it, yeah. it was, it's something that I, you know, always thought about, you know, going into college, I was, you know, I really just wanted to, you know, improve every year and yeah, just see, of course. you know, kind of make that decision later on. So, um, I'd say the turning point was, was, um, junior year, like mm-hmm. the summer going into the summer going into my senior year. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a pretty good, pretty good spring, my junior year and, played well at NCAAs and um you know my coach just kind of convinced me to just play all of the best uh amateur tournaments I could play that summer definitely um, just to see you know how my game stacks up against some of the best um, amateurs yeah the best amateurs in the world and um yeah that summer I had I had a really good summer um just playing those tournaments I you know I won the uh Pacific Coast Am at, at Olympic yep. Club and big tournament there, made, yeah. Yeah, and um made the semifinals of the of the US Am at Pebble. US Amateur, yep. Pebble. Yep, and had some you know, had some other good finishes too. And at that point I kind of realized, 
you know, this is what I want to do. Um, you know, I think I can compete with, with all of these players and, you know, going into my senior year, I, I definitely knew that I was, I was going to turn pro, um, after I graduated. Definitely. And you, what's pro what's professional golf been like, you know, what, what's the biggest <laughs> difference you've seen from going from college golf at Stanford winning a national championship to, you know, pursuing and obviously any wanting to end up to be on the PGA tour, you know, how's professional golf been? Yeah, it's been, it's, it's only been not even, you know, two years now, but it's felt like, Mm -hmm. um, it's felt a lot longer than that. Yeah. (laughs) With the COVID year. Yeah, definitely a lot of ups and downs already, but I mean, that's, that's just, that's golf. That's professional golf, especially, I mean, you're playing, exactly. you're playing with the best players. Um, you know, the level of competition is is definitely higher. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you can't really take anyone anyone for granted I mean in a college tournament you know you knew who the best players were going to be you knew who you had to beat and you know it was maybe a handful like five to ten guys that right you knew um were your were your competition who you had to mm-hmm. beat but you know now obviously you're playing against better fields and, and just better players in general um so I mean that's definitely been been eye-opening I guess um you know that you, you just have to be um you know all parts of your game really have to have to be there for you to to compete yeah. with with the best players you know especially on the PJ tour you know I've played in seven of those events now and um, yep. yeah you know I feel like they just they they don't really have like a a major weakness I'd say like they're mm-hmm. really good at mm-hmm. they're really good at what they at what they do well like their strengths are they play to their strengths um and that you know their games are just very strong overall um so yeah just kind of you know definitely still learning things mm-hmm. as I go you know as I play with, with all these with all these players but um you know feel like I'm feel like I'm right right there with them and you know on the right path and like you said, you know, you've played, you've gotten a little bit of taste of what it's like playing in PGA Tour events. Whenever you stack up against those guys, what would you say, like you said, those guys don't really have a weakness. I know you're an amazing player yourself. Do you feel like there is a certain thing maybe you need to work on on your game? Or I know, I know, like you said, you're right there with those guys, but do you think there's anything yeah. maybe tighten up maybe a little bit or? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, every, every tour that I play has been a been a pretty big, you know, learning experience and, oh, I bet. um, yeah. yeah, I think, I think, um, you know, kind of my course management and strategy on the course is, mm-hmm. is something that needs to get better. Um, you know, the guys on tour, they don't really make those big mistakes or those big numbers right. from, right. from, you know, hitting it in, in the places that they can't hit it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, yeah, I'd say that's the biggest thing. I think physically, like I, my ball striking is, is definitely up there with some of the best players. And, um, I think for me, it's mostly just tightening up, um, you know, my short game and and the scoring clubs, Mm -hmm. um, definitely the putting and short game, you know, needs to be a little bit, a little bit better and more consistent, but, um, you know, also, also just the course management and the mental side of it as well is, is huge, uh, to get there. Definitely. And what, what's it been like playing a PGA tour event? I mean, it's gotta be, gotta be like, a, I mean, for the first couple, you had to have been like a, you know, a kid in a candy store. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's just an amazing experience. Kind of talk about 
you know, what's the atmosphere like at a PGA Tour event playing with the best players in the world? Yeah, it's, it's definitely unlike, you know, any other college or amateur mm-hmm. event, I'd say. It's yeah, just, yeah. You know, you have a bunch of fans out there. You have, you know, the leaderboards on every few holes. Um, you know, you see all the big names, you know, you're eating breakfast and lunch, you know, next to <laughs> yeah. Rory and DJ and yeah. all these guys. And you're just like, yeah, I was a little bit, a little bit starstruck at first, but um I just remember my first my first tour event, my first couple tour events. I just tried to just try to soak it all in and just try to enjoy it. Oh yeah, um, got you. You got and it. Yeah, it was it was an incredible experience. Just you know, seeing, getting a taste of what that of what that um, you know will look like in the future, hopefully. And mm-hmm. um, it's definitely uh, it's definitely something worth. Um, you know, shooting for just definitely, you know, being out on tour, it's obviously very different from playing corn fairy events and mini tour stuff. You know, you have everything Mm -hmm. kind of right there for you. And um, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to to playing there full time. Definitely. Yeah. You know, what, what, what does the future look like for you? You got any goals for, for yourself for the next two to five years? I know, you know, you have status on the form tour. Kind of talk about your goals maybe mm-hmm. for yourself for the next couple of years, maybe even five years from now. Yeah. I mean, obviously the ultimate goal is, is to get to the PJ tour as, yep. you know, yeah. as fast as possible, hopefully within the next um, two or three years, but I'm, you know, trying to think of it not too far in ahead or not too, you know, big picture, was just kind of breaking it down into uh into the steps that I need to take to get there so mm-hmm. you know it starts yeah. with it starts the summer on on the form tour um you know hopefully play well and go straight to the corn Ferry tour and um yeah just have a good year out there and you know eventually you know just got to be patient um you know everyone's path to in pro golf is is very it's, different oh, yeah. um, it's all over the place yeah there's not one path you can take exactly so you know you just got to be patient and keep doing the right things every day just to get just to get a little bit better um but yeah hopefully within the next few years i'm I'm out on tour and and playing on sundays you know hoping hoping to win tournaments but Definitely. um in the meantime you know i just gotta take care of business on on these uh other tours exactly you know and i'm uh, and i'm without a doubt, I know you'll go out there and you'll give it everything you got. And like you said, you know, the player and the game that you got, I'm sure it's going to be no, you know, should be no problem for you. Um, kind of into heading to the next section of the show. I just have a couple, you know, a few questions here that I like to ask called the ham and egg section kind of for fun, just get to know you a little bit more. Right. If you could have a foursome, who would be in it? Oh, that's a, that's a question I get asked a lot and I never oh, really? know how to answer. Or I have like a different, uh-huh. I have a different answer like every time. Okay. Um, but just like off the top of my head, I mean, Tiger was just my, of course, you know, favorite growing up. And I've mm-hmm. been lucky enough to meet, you know, I've met him a few times, but have yet yeah. to actually play with him. So uh-huh. I put him in there for sure. Kind of a cliche answer, but I put him in there. Um, let's see. Um, I'll put Steph Curry in there. Steph Curry, um, yeah, he, yep, big golfer. I've, I've I've actually played with him a couple times. We're members at the same club here in oh, awesome here in the Bay Area. Um, and every time I play with him, I'm just like, you know, just what's his game kind of like? A, it's it's really solid, actually. Um, yeah, 
it's really solid. He hits it. He hits it pretty far. You know, he can keep up distance wise and just hits it solid. And his putting is, you know, he's got incredible hands and, mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah. Got you. You know, his, his, his short game and touch around, around and on the greens is, is pretty impressive. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just talking to him too, just, you know, not about golf is no is always, is always fun for me, you know, just to That's kind of awesome. pick his brain on his experiences, you know, playing, Oh yeah. You know, on the, on the biggest stage and with all those other, you know, Winning incredible athletes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always fun to, you know, talk to him when I can. Um, so yeah, I'll put Steph in there and, um, another basketball player, Michael Jordan. I'll, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've never met him or played with him, but from what I've heard, like, you know, he obviously loves golf and loves to Big golf fan. loves yeah. to gamble on the course. And, <laughs> you know, I do too. I mean, obviously not to his, uh, not to his level, not the stakes uh, that he plays for, but yeah, uh, it, give you a couple be, years. You'll be good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be fun to just, you know, play a match against him and yeah. obviously talk to, talk to him too about his, uh, all of his experiences of, you know, as a basketball player and all that, but, um, yeah, yeah I, I, say Tiger, Steph, and, and MJ. <laughs> Dang, Brandon Wu didn't make the cut, huh? <laughs> nah, he's, he's not even close. Is that, yeah. I've played with him too much, like, I don't need to play with him. <laughs> awesome, that's funny, man. So, I'm, I'm just gonna throw this, throw this question in there, you know, if you were to go head to a match with your buddy Brandon, who, you know, who do you think would come out on top there? Um, I mean, if we were to play like 10 times, I don't know, it'd probably be pretty even. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've gone, we've gone back and forth a lot, you know, since, since junior golf and in college. Yeah, but, um, definitely. You know, he's, he's been playing awesome, you know, on the Corn Ferry Tour and, mm-hmm. you know, happy, happy to see him play so well. And, you yeah. know, hopefully, you know, I'll be out there with him soon. But definitely. Yeah, be pretty close, definitely. I think. yeah, definitely. Um, So this next question, I, it's kind of a, uh, I really like asking it just to hear everybody's response, but, you know, let's say you hit a shot in the pond and it's sitting in mud and no matter what, whether to save your round or not, you could be leading, you couldn't be, are you going to get down in there, strip underwear and get down in there and hit that shot or no? Uh, yeah. 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 Especially, I mean, especially if, if, uh, if, you know, I'm near the lead or, Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. But I mean, even if I wasn't like that, I don't know. It depends, but yeah. What if you're in a I round, mean, Steph, Steph Curry is with you and you're, you're going to go down in the mud and hit a shot in your underwear in front of yes. Steph Curry. Yeah. Yes. Just to, just to <laughs> say that, like I did it and just to tell the story, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah that'd be a great story. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely not afraid to, you know, do anything like that on the, you know, on the course. Yeah. Like I, if I have yeah. to do it, I'll do it. And yeah. You know, I, I think especially with, if I'm playing with someone like that or, or whatever it'd be uh it'd be even more memorable you know yeah definitely say that i did it and you know for them to see that too that'd be pretty funny but yeah yeah so i'd do it i just for the next question you know what's some advice you have for people who are looking to play professional golf you know like you said you're a couple years into playing professional golf and maybe you got some advice for you know junior golfers out there that are wanting to you know pursue a professional career after college you know what's some advice you have yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's a ton of, you know, different aspects of it that I can go into, but, mm-hmm. you know, first and foremost, I think, you know, you have to be prepared for, 
you know, just to put the work in, you know, mm-hmm. you have to treat it definitely, you know, you have to treat it like your job. It's not like you have, it's not like you're in school at the same time anymore. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have to kind of split your time between school and golf or whatever, like, you know, golf has to be your priority. Right. You know, you have to, you have to be in love with the game and you have to just be kind of relentless in your pursuit to just, you know, improve every day and get as good as you can be. Um, and also, you know, you have to be ready to travel a lot. Um, yeah, and it can, yeah. it, it can definitely take a toll on your body. You know, that's something I've learned just, you know, in my first two, not even two years of pro golf is that, um, with as much as we travel, it's definitely important to mm-hmm. kind of have a routine and, and, you know, do everything you need to do to, uh, to make sure your body's in a good spot playing in tournaments, whether it's, you know, mobility and, and flexibility stuff and, you know, weight training and all that is um, to prevent injury. It's, it's super important to, uh, to do all yeah. those things. Yeah. And you definitely, you definitely want to, don't want to get injured. Cause I mean, like you said, that's your full-time job. You got to be out there grinding <clears throat> as much as you possibly can. I think that's really good exactly. that you said, you know, you got to really love the grind because mm-hmm. if you don't, if you're halfway in on the grind, then it's just going to eat you up and you're just not going to do yeah. the best you possibly can, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, there are definitely times, you know, probably like once a week, there are times where I'll just, you know, if you're having a bad day, you'll just be like, man, like this is, this is really hard. I'm not getting better. Like I'm playing, Uh like I'm playing terrible, Mm -hmm. but you know, you just have to kind of look ahead and, you know, kind of think of, of where you want to go. Um, and yeah, you just have to put the work in. Is that kind of something, is that kind of something you do maybe whenever you get in a little slump in your game, do you just kind of, you think about the future and what you're working towards and you kind of trust in the process or is it, do you kind of take a break from the game maybe, or what do you, what do you do whenever you get in a little slump maybe? Yeah, it's, it's definitely tough. I think you can deal with it, you know, a ton of different ways, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. you know, I try and just, I try and just stay as positive as I can Yeah, and kind I of like just that. remind and kind of just remind yourself that, you know, of the player that, that you are, that you know, you are. Um, right and how good you can be, you know, when you're mm-hmm. playing well and, and all that. So, you know, I think everyone, obviously everyone goes through, goes through slumps and, Oh, everybody and, does, and hard times. So um, I think you just have to remind yourself of that, that, you know, everyone's going through it and um, you know, you just have to be mentally tough enough to just kind of get through it and work through it. Definitely. Definitely. I love that. I love that. You said that staying positive is probably, one of the best things you can do about golf, you know, trying to not let yeah. those hard times really get to, because it can be, it can be a tough road. So, um, so yeah. next one I have for you here, you know, you got a really tight hole out of bounds left, you know, kind of, you know, red stakes, right tight hole. What do you, what club are you grabbing for straight away off the tee? Are you, are you going to go full send driver still, or you kind of have a club that you really trust? That's a fairway finding club. Um, I would probably hit driver. I mean, it mm-hmm. depends on how long the hole is, but right, I'd right. probably, I would probably hit driver and I'd, I'd hit my kind of fairway finder with the driver, mm-hmm. which is just kind of okay. a low, kind of a low bullet cut Got that it. I like to hit, you know, when it's, when it's tight and, you know, you're kind of, you need to put a ball in, in, in play in the fairway. Mm-hmm. That's kind mm-hmm. of, a, that's a shot that, um, you know, we worked on a lot at Stanford. Um, okay. Okay. It's a shot. It's a shot that, you know, I mentioned him earlier, but Mav, mm-hmm. um, 
that's a shot that he just like mastered hitting we call it the seed ball just mm-hmm. hitting okay. it you know just barely above the ground and it just runs um that's a shot that I you know kind of work on and have in my back pocket when I need it yeah I think that's great and anybody to have a fairway finder I had a had a guy on Colton Lapa he he plays in uh plays pro golf lives in Arizona but he hits this mm-hmm. like he teases two iron up like a driver and he just de lofts it so bad just trap trap draw with this two iron mm. it goes like a foot off the ground it's insane so obviously wow. that's a yeah. that's a pretty pretty serious shot but i think that's great that you have a fairway finder with your driver because you know it, it might may not go as far as a full swing driver would be it's still you're maximizing your distance that you possibly can on a really mm-hmm. tight hole so i think that's yeah. great that you were able to work on that with you know maverick mcneely as well on your team yeah yeah for sure what's uh what's the most memorable golf moment you've had while being on the golf course it can be you know, in competition, not on competition, you know, what's something that you'll never forget? I know you've played a lot of golf in your life and you, you've yeah, had amazing yeah, accomplishments, but if you could narrow it down to one, what would it be? Um, <laughs> I should have thought this one through more, but one that kind of <laughs> comes to my head um, on the course. Mm-hmm. Um. I played in the Walker cup in, in 2019 yeah. over yep. in, uh, in, in England, Royal Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget on, um, you know, Sunday afternoon, the, uh, the afternoon session, it was singles, the singles mm-hmm. matches. And yeah, I was leading off and it was playing against, um, I was playing against Alex Fitzpatrick, who was kind of, kind of like yeah. a local, local kid around there, you know, from mm-hmm. around that area, I think. And, uh, a lot of people was, falling, was, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a beautiful day. Like the sun came out and it was it was actually like it was in the sixties and it was oh wow. It was warm. Unheard and of for England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got we really got lucky with the weather, but um I'll just never forget, you know, leading off that that session and standing on the mm-hmm. first tee. Yeah. And you just see you just see lines of people um <laughs> on both on both sides and it was Yeah. It, that was the first honestly kind of the first time all week that I was like kind of like took it in in the moment and was like wow this is pretty this is pretty crazy yeah I mean you're playing on a Walker Cup team but just to get on a Walker Walker Cup team is amazing like that but you have to play a player like Alex Fitzpatrick I mean that's yeah that's pretty big there yeah yeah it was it was very memorable and you know we had I think I think we won that session like almost everyone on the team won um in the singles um on sunday and uh mm-hmm. yeah that was that was also very memorable um celebrating that win with, with those guys i bet definitely and, and not only that but i mean just just to say you play on a walker cup team i mean that's that's amazing and let alone in england i mean just to go mm-hmm. into another country like that play against play against and with the best amateurs in the world i mean that's you know that's big congrats on that yeah yeah thanks um and then kind of a just a side note the i i was I caddied for a guy at a U.S. Senior Open a qualifier at Olympic Club once, and I asked one of the local caddies there. I asked him, you know, hey, you know, what's the most impressive thing you've seen here at Olympic Club? And this guy says, "Oh, Isaiah Salinda is round 62 here at Olympic <laughs> Club." And it's like, I mean, that that's an amazing round out there. I mean, Olympic Club is a great golf course out there. You know, kind of <laughs> talking was that you know, is that kind of is that your lowest round, 62, or have you gone lower than that? Um, I have gone lower than that actually. I, right. I shot I shot sixty uh the course record actually at Cal Club, my home club. Oh yeah. Here. 
Oh, sick. Um, yeah, it was 12 under 60. That was Jeez. That was pretty special too. But I mean, yeah. the one the one at Olympic Club was, was you know, in a tournament. That was during in the In a tournament. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely, you know, my best uh, lowest tournament round too. Um, but, yeah, you, you mentioned earlier kind of like blacking out on the course. I think that's, uh-huh. that's, yeah. that's, that's the one time where I can say like I – like I didn't even know what I was at going into the uh-huh. last hole. Like uh-huh. I had, I hit my second shot on 18 to like five feet, and I like didn't even know what it was for. Um, <laughs> yeah. Until I, you know, kind of asked my caddy and you know signed the card and all that. But yeah, that was a very special round for sure. Yeah, definitely. I thought that was, you know, whenever I was talking to that guy, the you know the caddy out there, I was like, I bet that's pretty impressive to watch a guy shoot 62 at Olympic Club. Just any 62 <laughs> anywhere is amazing to watch, but at Olympic Club, that's that's amazing and um yeah that's that that's a huge accomplishment like you said in a tournament to go out there and and to shoot that low of a number yeah I mean that's one of my favorite courses to play so um, yeah I'm just really glad I was able to shoot one out there shoot a good round yeah out there. definitely god I've always won I've just like I said I just caddied out there once but man that of course is beautiful and they just had the U.S. Mm-hmm. women's open there yeah I mean, it looked it just looked an awesome awesome, awesome yeah, golf it's, course it's such a great like championship us open type course you know like it's pretty mm-hmm. straightforward and you know right there in front of you but you know very tough definitely definitely well we're heading into the last question here kind of like to just you know this is a little more of a serious question but you know who's inspired you to be the person slash golfer you are today Ooh, that's i'll give a couple answers i mean growing yeah. up oh like, yeah like i yeah like i said earlier i was you know always just watching was watching tiger like in his in his prime this kind mm-hmm. of dominate dominate golf and yeah um you know i just remember you know certain certain rounds certain moments like his chip in at the 2005 masters oh um, yeah yep or you know just all the majors he's won and um you know that definitely kind of inspired me to uh to play the game and you mm-hmm. know um, yeah do it but definitely you know off you know, off the course too. I think my parents have been such a big influence too. Definitely, of course. Um, yeah. You know, they they they'll never give me like golf advice in terms of you know mm-hmm. how to play the course or like right golf swing advice. But you know, they're always they're always encouraging me and you know really telling me that um, how important it is to to just have a good attitude and and to be patient. I think um, you know they're always. Um, they they just really emphasize that and that's that's a lesson that i've that i've learned from them um and try to you know carry on in, in my golf career definitely and i'm sure they they support you you know no matter what you go through and mm-hmm. they're I'm sure they're going to continue to support you through your professional career and um yeah i think that's great that you know tiger of course he's influenced a lot of people in the game of golf but uh, to have that support system with your family that's great that you're able to have yeah. that as well so but yeah definitely Awesome. Well, you know, that'll wrap up this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Nato featuring Isaiah Salinda. Isaiah, thank you so much for coming on, man. And, you know, like I said, I wish you nothing but the best future endeavors. We'll be, we'll be watching you and, you know, we'll post you up on the gram whenever you, you know, you get out there on the form tour. And like awesome. I said, wish you, wish you nothing but the best and uh, have a good one, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yep. No problem. Enjoy have it. a good one. Thanks, man. See ya. Have, have a good one, everybody. Hey everyone, 
Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.